Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, we keep checking off the milestones. Two weeks ago, it was the return of high school football to the Treasure State. Last weekend, the Cats and the Grizz kicked off their season. Tonight, the NFL is back. Feels good just saying it. Lions and Chiefs tonight to get the NFL season started. What's up, Montana? I'm Andrew Houghton. You're listening to Nuanez Now. Again, Coulter Nuanez out of the studio this week. I'll be bringing in Nuanez now the rest of the week. We're live from the Missoula Broadcasting Company ESPN MT Studios right here in beautiful Missoula, Montana. You're listening on 102.9 ESPN Missoula as well as SWX Montana Television. You can also find us on the ESPN MT app or by going to 102.9 ESPN.com and clicking on Nuanez now. Listen live. Happy to be back with you on Nuanez now. Things are happening. NFL tonight. High school football tomorrow. College football on Saturday. Finally, it feels like all the pieces have slotted into place. And to celebrate, we've got a jam-packed show for you today, talking almost exclusively about football. We're going to kick it off with some high school Short week this week. We weren't here with you on Monday, so we haven't really gotten a chance to talk too much high school football. I know Coulter Nuanez went over the results from across the state with you on Tuesday. But we're going to talk in the first segment here. We're going to present the Vertical Rays Player of the Week for last week. Pete Hamill and Coulter Nuanez broke down some of the best candidates and uh, awarded 
the Vertical Rays Player of the Week for high school football to a deserving player. We'll also hear from Bozeman High Head Coach Levi Weshi. The Hawks off to a 2-0 start and a very good 2-0 start. Beating Missoula Sentinel last week. That's the kind of win with the way Sentinel's been playing recently that'll put you on the map. Puts you in the conversation across Montana. So we'll hear from Bozeman Hawks head coach Levi Weshi in the first segment. We'll also fit in a Bitterroot breakdown. Josh McCrossin's Corvallis Blue Devils also off to a 2-0 start. They're in Class A, so I caught up with the Blue Devils head coach. That's three interviews about high school football. That's only in segment one. After that, we'll, we'll switch gears a little bit for a little college football. Colton Juan is caught up with South Dakota State's All-American running back Isaiah Davis. Of course, the Jackrabbits hosting Montana State in Brookings this week. Close out the first hour, we'll talk a little football. Our weekly Grizz soccer update with head coach Chris Chitovitsky. Grizzlies still undefeated. Five wins, no losses, one draw. They're back in the Garden City. Actually, in just about an hour, they'll be kicking off their game against Colorado State. So I caught up with Chris Chitovitsky earlier this week. You'll also have the chance to win tickets for the Grizz Sunday game against Georgia Southern as well as a $25 gift card to Camby Tap House in that segment. Moving on into the second hour. Chick who doesn't know sports, Carolyn, our great friend here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company, dropped into the studio earlier this morning. We talked a little Marshawn Lynch, talked a little Kim Mulkey. Uh, We just visited all around the wide world of sports and talked about whatever Carolyn wanted to talk about. So the chick who doesn't know sports will lead the... We'll lead the second hour. And then to to wrap up the show for today, it's what we're all excited about today. The NFL is back. Colter and Brooks Nuanez, they've been giving you over-under bets for the season, for win totals. They've been giving you who they think is going to win the division and who you might want to sprinkle a little cash on for division winner bets. They're back drilling down onto all of the NFL games this week, analyzing the lines, uh, walking through their betting strategies. That's all football all the time with Coulter and Brooks Nuanez To close out the show, jam-packed show today, like I mentioned. Let's get to it. Here's Pete Hamill and Coulter Nuanez, this week's Vertical Rays Player of the Week. Well, time for our second edition of a new segment here on Nuanas Now. It's our Class AA Player of the Week presented by Vertical Rays. And Pete Hamill of Vertical Rays will be chiming in each week. We'll usually do this on Tuesdays, but we got all jammed up this week. No show on Monday. So uh, Monday's show became Tuesday's show, and then we push it all down the line. So here we are on a Thursday. Usually we'll have a lot more prep stuff for you early on in the week uh but still a great time to talk about some prep football pete thanks for being here man first of all uh when it comes to vertical rays you guys did a great job with the montana tech fundraiser tell people about that i mean that's uh, that's one of the better ones you guys have had in a, a couple weeks couple years yeah it's probably the best one i've ever had um you know we walked into the room to kick off the fundraiser at montana state and i, I Ask the kids to kind of get a sense of who was ready, and, and those guys were as prepared as anybody could have been, which is a, a credit to how Coach Sampson and, and the rest of the coaching staff runs their program down there. And um, they crushed it, man. They raised about fifty-four thousand bucks in four days, and um, we ended up closing a little bit early because they had the money we needed. And um, yeah, it was it was really super successful. And like I said, a 
to support their own. People down there in Butte have each other's back, and that's always how it's been, and it's still true today. I was teasing the Sampsons last time we talked, saying, hey, you guys have finally reached old age because now you guys have real coaching trees. And of course, Mark Sampson's been around forever, and, and he's got a lot of guys that have coached under him that have now risen to great ranks. But yeah, even Coach Kyle's getting some guys, too. I mean, Hunter Chandler uh, at Bozeman Gallatin played up there at Northern for the Sampson boys. And, uh, you know, Derek Lear, who's at Lewistown now, defending Class A champions. So uh, they got themselves a pretty good coaching tree. And I think that sort of stuff's fascinating, right? I mean, that's what all roads lead back to a beginning point, And it all comes back from Putter Petrino there at Carroll College uh, back in the 50s, sure. 60s, and 70s, which is cool. And, and I still remember going to Carroll football camp when I was a kid. And my old man was friends with Putter, so I would stay right. at Putter's house. And he let me into camp when I was too young to be in there. That was just his style. And um, getting some, some coaching from Coach Sampson back in the day so they certainly have a tree and it's an impressive tree and um yes it's kind of wild how, how so many things string back to, to coach Petrino back there at carol well then you look at carol now and montana tech now and then all that stuff i mean troy purcell's part of the Petrino coaching tree i've worked for paul in idaho so it's funny how the uh, the web weaves for sure uh, but keep an eye on both montana tech and carol college this year both of them contenders not only in the frontier conference but also on the uh, national stage of NAIA college football. Pete Hamill joining us here on our Vertical Rays uh, Class AA Player of the Week. I, I know you wanted to add one other thing, too, from last week, Pete. Uh, you, you got started with Vertical Rays there in Maui, and I know you were living in Lahaina, and so what's been going on there with the fires and stuff has been you know, hard on you, hard on your family, all that stuff. But um, I know that there's part of this that's uh, maybe a, a misconstrued narrative. So, I mean, just fill people in. Yeah, you had asked me about this last week, and, and I kind of forgot to mention something. I've been teaching myself about it all week long. Um, you know, if people want to help out there on Maui, one thing that, that you could do is go visit. Um, you know, I think this narrative has gotten out that Maui's closed and it's not appropriate to visit right now. I've got friends that own businesses and run restaurants in other parts of the island that are going to lose their businesses because tourism is so down there's like 18,000 rental cars stacked up I know you can get over there for pretty cheap right now on the airlines and um, probably the most important thing that anybody can do if they really want to help out on Maui right now is take that vacation go spend your time on the south side spend your time on the north shore um, avoid the west side but go spend money you know bring your aloha and um, if you want to help out that's a great way to do it right now because um, the other parts of the island could really use could really use the economic boost Certainly a ton of Missoula ties and Grizz ties to, to Hawaii. Several young men on the Grizz right now uh, that are from Hawaii, including uh, Matai Mata'afa, who's actually from Lahaina. So lots of different ways to help out. But uh, don't believe everything you read. Don't believe everything you hear. You can help out by uh, making a trip uh, to paradise. All right, let's, uh, uh, no no delay needed. Let's talk about the, this week's uh, Player of the Week, who we got for our Class AA Vertical Race Player of the Week this week. I'm going to build up to it because there were a couple of guys that deserve a mention. Grant Deegan threw three touchdown passes for Gallatin. Uh, they kept it rolling, uh, got by Sentinel. Um, Caleb Taylor, the quarterback for CMR, was exceptional. 22 for 32, 223 yards passing, four touchdowns. Um, CMR also had two guys rush for 100 yards. I mean, really, we could probably give this award to CMR offense with the performance they had last week. Uh, Carter Kraft, awesome, again, had a hand in all three touchdowns uh, with Helena High getting past West. But we're going to give player of the week this week to a guy that's probably going to be nominated for it more than once. Um, Jackson Presley up there at Glacier, just exceptional. Um, 16 for 21, 264 yards, 
four touchdowns passing, ran for another one, five carries for 27 yards on the ground. Um, that kid's a stud, and he's going to continue to be a stud, and it raises some questions about what the ceiling for Glacier really is. Um, if he keeps playing like that, it's pretty high, because we thought, you know, we talked about it last year, we thought Senior had something rolling, and I think they probably do. Um, just Glacier's really good, and when Jackson plays like that and accounts for five touchdowns, what are you going to do? Well, uh, Coach Grady Bennett up there at uh, Kalispell Glacier, he's had a lot of great quarterbacks in the short history of that high school, you know, from Shea Smithwick on, who sort of ushered in the Glacier's arrival to the double-A ranks, to guys like uh, Brady McChesney, who set all sorts of double-A records and, and won the Lone State Championship in Glacier history, to then last year, Gage Slider, who was, I thought, the best pure quarterback in double-A and now is playing for the Montana Grizzlies. And, and Coach Bennett said on, on this show a couple weeks ago, he said, hey, there's no question about it. Jackson Presley's the most talented quarterback I've ever had. And that's saying a lot, coming from a guy who's coached a bunch of great ones. Uh, but for those that don't know the background of Jackson Presley, he's actually a transfer into Glacier. He grew up in Oklahoma, spent a couple years in California. Uh, he had a great freshman year there in the L.A. area. This guy's already got offers from Oregon, Texas A&M, Florida State, and he's, he's class of 2026, so we're talking multiple recruiting classes away, but uh, at 6'2", 195 pounds and uh, some good mobility, I mean, he absolutely deserves the, I've seen him as a three-star and a four-star on certain recruiting websites, and I think that's totally justified. This kid's really talented. He's really talented, and just personally, I was up there to run a fundraiser for uh, the Glacier football team in June, and beyond the physical attributes, that kid handles himself like an adult. Um, he acts like a college senior. He's, he's mature beyond his years, um, just a leader. Um, it's clear that he's got command of that team, um, both uh, when it comes to running the plays and in the huddle. Um, really, really a good prospect. And congrats, Jackson. Uh, week two, Virgo Race Player of the Week. Good job, man. Looking forward to looking forward to a lot more awesome performances like that. Glacier certainly off to a great start. Uh, they roll 44 nothing in their opener, then went 49-7 over Billings uh, Senior this last week, 49-7. So uh, certainly a lot of points on the board, but there's uh, there's some interesting stuff going on in AA right now because you got a couple of these teams that are lighting up the scoreboard like like Glacier. Uh, but then, then Gallatin, who you mentioned, you know they're kind of getting it done with defense right now. Billings West is good defensively too, and they're, they're off to an 0-2 start because of a tough uh, beginning part to the season. I think Sentinel's pretty good defensively, too. Uh, I think Bozeman High is really good defensively, too. So we might see sort of a, a swinging of the pendulum back to the middle. It might be uh, more of a defensive double-A. It's been pretty offensive-oriented these last handful of years. I don't know. Maybe defense is on the rise in class double-A. Yeah, maybe. I just think there's a bunch of really good teams. Um, uh, I think it's super competitive. I'm really looking forward to how it plays out. Um, you know, you're talking about West having a tough schedule. I think Butte has the toughest schedule out of the gate by far. I mean, they went West, and then last week they had uh, Bozeman, and I think this week they have Glacier. That's, That's right. Tough three to start with. Um, so, yeah, um, a bunch of really good teams, pretty tough schedules for some teams that um, should be really competitive there. It's going to be a fun season. Class AA Player of the Week each week here on Nuanas Now. Peter Hamill joining us. Uh, here on the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Uh, just tell people a little bit about Vertical Race. We tell them about it all the time, but this is such a great online fundraising platform that can help uh, expand the reach for, for high school sports organizations beyond just, you know, 
your neighbors and your parents' friends. You can actually get outside the state and help them raise some money. So just tell people why it's so efficient in that realm. Yeah, I think the probably the biggest benefit to using a platform like Vertical Race is that um, you know when you're running your local fundraisers, they they go they tend to go really well, and um, all the people that are here in town can support it. But there's a whole subset of people. You know, everybody's got family elsewhere, um, and there's people on the East Coast, and there's people in other states that would love to be able to support those kids and love to be able to help out. They just don't have an avenue to do it. So what we do is we build a website on the front end. We have the kids send it out to their friends and family, and, and we get support from a demographic that probably they would not have gotten support from without that. And it's gone really well. Um, 70% of our donations uh, in Montana are coming from out of state, which is an awesome number given how expensive it's gotten to live here in the charter state. Um, and, and that's what we do. And like I said last week, you know, there's a number of companies kind of doing this. and. Uh, you know, with Montana Tech as uh, the example, uh, nobody cuts bigger checks than Vertical Raise does, and, and that's the long and short of it. So, if you need help raising for your money, raising money for your program, and you want to raise the most money, uh, give us a call. We'd be happy to help. Pete Hamill, Vertical Raise, he joins us each week here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for chiming in, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Coulter. Have fun down there in Utah. There you go. Congrats to Jackson Presley, Cal- Kalispell Glacier quarterback. Our Class AA Vertical vertical Raise Player of the Week for last week. Thanks as well to our guy Pete Hamill over there at Vertical Raise. Great fundraising platform for teams, organizations, etc. We're going to keep rolling on some high school football. On some high school football here, we're going to get you right into a prep extra. Coulter Nuanez caught up with head coach Levi Weshi of Bozeman High. The Hawks off to a 2-0 start. Beat Helena in the first week of the season and then handled Butte last week in Butte. Sorry, my mistake in the opener. I said they beat Sentinel last week. That was incorrect. They beat Butte 39-15 last week at Naranchi Stadium. Coach Coach Weshi caught up with Coulter Nuanez to talk about that win and Bozeman's hot start to the season. Time now for our prep extra where we catch up with various different subjects from around the wide world of high school sports. In Montana, one of the games of the week this last week at Naranchi Stadium, a rivalry renewed. Bozeman High goes into Butte, and the first time these two teams have played since 2019, which is kind of crazy, uh, but Bozeman comes out uh, with a big win over the Bulldogs. We're joined now by Bozeman head coach Levi Weshi. Coach, what was it like having the rivalry sort of get reignited this weekend? Uh, well, it was really exciting for me personally just because, you know, this is my 17th year at Bozeman High, and that was such a huge part of every year for us was playing that rivalry game with Butte and um, having almost a full generation, you know, four years of kids go through without being a part of it would have been a shame. So I'm glad our seniors got to experience that and our other kids got to go to Naranchi, and, you know, I'm glad it's part of our two-year cycle here. What did you think of this, the way your kids handled it? Because that's, that's a tough place to play, as it always is, and I'm sure they were all juiced up with the Hawks back in town. So uh, first time for all your players. What did you think of just their ability to handle the environment? Uh, it's pretty good. You know, we're, we're very lucky right now. Our crosstown's pretty crazy, too. So Totally. And um, a lot of our seniors and juniors um, played in that state championship game up at Capitol last year. So um, I think they're pretty used to a crazy environment. So I was pretty happy with how they handled it. 
um, but they also have some experience. So I don't know. You know, it's still there's something really special about being there. Even the kids were saying afterward, just you know, the stadium itself and and how loud it can be, and 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 just the the care that Butte High School puts into everything is, is pretty awesome. Well, Butte, uh, one of the great towns in Montana. I love the way Butte tells their story. I love the way the people show up and show out as always. But it's always fun to go in there and get a win. I'm sure Levi Weshi joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. What's what's different about this team? I, I know you got a couple games under your belt now. So how, how's the transition sort of turning the page from last year into this year gone? Uh, what do you like about this year's team? And what sort of stands out as maybe uh, its own identity compared to the year past? Yeah, well, good question. You know, I think um, early on here, you know, obviously we won our two non-conference games, so that's a little bit different than last year. We were 0-2 to start last year. This year we're 2-0. We, we have, we're very senior heavy for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of experience. So I think that's something new where we've got a lot of guys that have been there and done it and and they're 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 prepared a little bit better, I think. They're just um you know, they've, they've walked that walk, so they're, they're kind of ready. I think the other thing now, hard part about this year is kind of maybe keeping them interested and keeping them as hungry as they've been, just because I feel like, you know, we have some pretty high expectations. People think pretty highly of our football program at this point in the season, and uh, maybe the last couple of years there was a lot of doubt about whether or not we could win football games and be competitive. So just trying to shift to from kind of being the underdog to understand what it takes to continue to, to hunt for the top of the mountain when when. when and you're one of the lead dogs is is interesting. Well, I loved your quarterback last year. Jay, Jay Casagrande had a great year, and I was impressed with him again watching him at the Shrine game. Thought he was uh, definitely a college-level talent all the way, and he certainly proved that by getting an opportunity. I mean, now you transition to Kellen Harrison. I know Kellen is a lot more – I said, I guess I should say I know Kellen a lot more as a basketball player, but he's a good little quarterback too. So uh, what have you thought of his uh, ability to sort of uh, take over your offense? Well, he's super smart, and, you know, you want quarterbacks that embrace everything that the position entails, and that includes film study and preparation. And I think um, good quarterbacks always are, are front, do the front end work, and then it kind of shows up on Friday night. You don't just walk out there and all of a sudden be great. And Kellen's not afraid of the work, just like Jake. And I think Jake did a great job of showing Kellen what it takes to prepare to be a good high school quarterback or a good quarterback in general just by put, doing the extra things, going the extra mile. You know, one thing I really love about Kellen is his, his kind of outgoing demeanor. He really enjoys playing football and being out on the field with the guys and competing. And he kind of has a very childlike love for the game still. You know, it's, it's almost like he's playing backyard football with his friends. So um, it's that that part I really like about, Jay, or about Kellen. And again, Jake had a big influence on him, I think, as far as his preparation. You're going to have to help me with the pronunciation because I think we're going to be saying the name a lot. Rocco Lencioni, am I saying this right? Yeah, Rocco Lencioni. Lencioni, Rocco Lencioni. Well, I'm going to have to learn it because I've been reading it on Twitter. I've been seeing all the offers he's been getting and I've been following along. Seems like a super smart kid getting recruited by the Ivy League and definitely one of the best multifaceted athletes in the state. What sort of uh, diversification, what sort of skill set does he bring to your offense? You know, to start off with, he's like 6'4", 210 pounds, 205 pounds. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> and that's a, that never hurts. You know, genetically, you've kind of hit the lottery in a lot of ways there. So he, he runs really well. He's got great hands. He's extremely competitive. Obviously, you talked about, you know, some of the Ivy League looks and things he's getting. So, you know, he's very intelligent, um, you know, but he competes hard. He's one of the most fierce competitors I've ever been around. He just, he loves to get after it. He loves to mix it up. You know, he's very physical for a safety and a wide receiver. Um, I think he's unique in the fact that, like, he plays a safety at that, that same size. So 6'3", you know, 205 and 210. 
and he, he gets after it from there. So um, he's kind of a unicorn in a lot of ways for Montana high school football. So it's really been fun watching him grow. Um, when he was a freshman, he had two receivers that were like over six foot as freshmen, and you're kind of going, geez, we got the twin towers out there. So, um, yeah, he does a good job. Levi Weshi joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's the head coach of the Bozeman Hawks, and Bozeman's off to a 2-0 start. A couple great wins over a couple of the better teams from the West in Helena High and Butte. Now you're into the Eastern part of your schedule, Coach. So uh, what's the outlook? What do you think of the Eastern AA this year, and what do you think of your matchup on Friday against Billings Skyview? Well, I think the Eastern A is, is really tough this year. I think we, we bring back a lot of really good football teams. Um, Gallatin right across town here is, is, is awful good. Um, I know West started off 0-2, but they're in both those games. Their score loss or less. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be very good. I know they're 0-2, but I don't think that really matters. I think they're going to be a really good football team. You know, Great Falls High has got a lot of talent to them as well. I think seniors very physical. I just feel like the double, the Eastern Double A is as deep as it's been in the last couple of years, and so it's going to be a, it's going to be a dogfight to see who ends up with the, the conference championship and then and claims that one seed going into the playoffs. And then for us, uh, Skyview's really good. You know, they're doing some things offensively where they're spreading it out. They've got a, this Paxton Fitch kid that's playing quarterback for them. They spread it out. He's 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 a little lightning bug. He's got a great arm. Um, you know, they're going five wide a lot. And, it makes it very tough to contain him. Um, I'm sure with the with the documentary out right now, but he looks a lot like a Johnny Manziel type kid, where he's just making it happen with his feet and then allowing receivers to come open and completing the ball. So it's, it, it, you know, offensively they're they're a tough matchup for everybody just because of how mobile they are and how well they run. And then defensively they're super aggressive. Um, they like to load the line of scrimmage and they'll get after you. They'll blitz you up and and, and try and try and get you out now and force a lot of tackles for loss and, and see if they can't get you in a lot of negative plays. So um, they're not bend, don't break. I wouldn't say that. They're more, they're, they're trying to force you to break on offense. So that's going to be a tough matchup for us. You know, we got homecoming, which always brings a lot of distractions with it, too. It's easy to forget what, what, what the mindset and goal should be at times. So, yeah, we got our work cut out for us this week. Last thing for you, then you, you mentioned just uh, one of the keys for this team, keeping them hungry. How do you go about doing that? Well, you remind them you haven't done anything yet. Right. Last year was last year, and as much as we want to be happy with being a runner-up, that's still second place. And if that's not enough motivation, you got to understand that you know this is your senior year and, and your time to write your story. No one ever goes around and asks about how good you were when you were a junior. You know, so um, write your story and, and try and figure out what you want your legacy to be at uh, Ozman High School. Levi Weshi here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. It's our Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Coach, best of luck Friday. We'll catch up throughout the season, but thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Big thanks to Coach Weshi. Always good to catch up with the teams from over in that part of the state. Bozeman High 2-0 going into this week. We're rolling on some more high school football. You're listening, by the way, to Nuana's Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana in the ESPN MT app. Again, Coulter Nuanez out for the rest of this week. So I'm Andrew Houghton back in studio here handling the ins and outs, making sure we stay on time, stuff like that. We got to get right to it because we got some more high school football. I caught up with Corvallis Blue Devils head coach Josh McCrossin earlier today. Blue Devils, like the Bozeman Hawks, off to a 2-0 and start to the season. This is our Bitterroot Breakdown. Like the Prep Extra, it's presented by Farmer's State Bank. Farmer's State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. 
Go check out their Missoula locations on North Reserve or their new location on Brooks. Here's Josh McCrossin, head coach of the Corvallis Blue Devils. And moving from a prep extra right into a Bitterroot breakdown on Nuanez now. Joining us, Corvallis head football coach Josh McCrossin. Blue Devils off to a 2-0 start. Beat Browning 45-0 in the season opener and then handled Frenchtown last week 41-6. Taking on Whitefish this week. Josh, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having us on. You bet. And let's just start here. You guys have been lights out so far this season. I mean, you got two wins. You've given up a total of six points. You've scored over 40 points in each of the two games. What's been working for you so far, and uh, how have you gotten off to such a hot start? Well, I think the, the first thing that, that sets that tempo, sets that tone, is uh, we, have, we have some really solid um, quarterback play um, from our junior, Aiden Main. He's a um, he's been uh, he was starting quarterback last year as a sophomore, and he he found some success towards the end of the season, and and ended up breaking a couple school records, and uh, you know in that pace, and um, he's he really had a great off season, and is a and has great character, along with his his uh, high you know talent potential as well, and he's really hitting his stride, and we hand over a lot of things to him, and um and beyond him, there's I mean we have some size on on the line this year with our returning all state uh, guard um, Isaac Stoker and. We have another all-conference returning all-conference guard and Landon Johansson um, to match, and we I mean just a, a plethora of, of good kids that have really uh, taken to you know taken to our culture here, and uh, we're we're happy to see that you know Corvallis Blue Devil name you know high in the you know high in the regards and throughout the you know throughout the valley a little bit. So it's a, been been a good start, um, but started with some solid offensive gameplay, but. Our deep, but our defense obviously has been uh, been really strong this year as well with some senior leadership in our Mike linebacker Levi Reynoso, and he's a he's a returning All Conference player as well. So there's there's a lot of um, a lot of good kids involved and uh, and uh, some some great people from administrative level all the way through our coaching staff as well. I feel you guys were able to keep the undefeated start going last week against Frenchtown. What did you learn or what did you see develop from from week one to week two? Well, I'd say there's a little bit of adversity. I mean, we, uh, I think the hardest thing that the teacher team throughout the year is how to respond to adversity um, without, without having things get out of hand. Uh, we, uh, Frenchtown came out and scored on their second offensive play against us. And, uh, and, it, and then we, then our, on our ensuing offensive possession, we ended up throwing an interception and gave them the ball back in, in their red zone. And, uh, and we and it was and it and it was kind of a sketchy moment there, and we were wondering what you know a little bit about what's going to happen and how is our team going to respond. But but when we but when we turned to our leaders and turned to our captains, they took charge and were and were were adamant that this isn't who we are and this is how we're we're going to play to our standard and our level. And and then they they took the reins from there and and got an interception in the you know on that on that uh, possession of French Towns, that second possession of theirs, and and then we were off to the races. And Corvallis kept it going in that game, rolling out to a 41-6 win over Frenchtown last week. Blue Devils head coach Josh McCrossin joining us for a little Bitterroot breakdown on Nuanez now. And coach, tell me just a little bit more about the makeup of your team. You mentioned that the quarterback is a junior, but do you have a bunch of upperclassmen there this year? Or what's sort of the breakdown of the team? Sure, you betcha. So this year we do have a lot. Of, we have about 14 seniors on the roster and have about 14 juniors on the roster. Um, so and and that makes up the mo- the the majority of our varsity players. Um, the last couple of years, we've had to rely on a lot of sophomores um, coming in and, and having to take meaningful varsity reps, and and that's and that's you know that's not always ideal. 
um, when you have you know, 15, 16-year-olds having to play against 18-year-olds. I mean, there's just only so much you can do sometimes. But but those but those boys finished the year last year, those sophomores, and they played at a very you know very strong level and allowed us to compete well at the end of the year last year. And and now this year we got those guys back along with some great um, some great senior upperclassmen bodies um, in there that are doing uh, that are they're executing at a high level. And uh, and we have a I'd say we are starting eight seniors on our defensive um, our defensive. Um, group and then we have our uh, nine uh, seniors on our offensive group as well so there's lots of seniors in there um, lots of talent in that junior class that offer great role support as well and so that that depth is certainly a contributing factor for us this year and then this week Corvallis getting to host the Whitefish Bulldogs Whitefish 0-2 losses to Hamilton and to Eureka coach what's sort of the the scouting report what are your keys to the game for this week's matchup well, Whitefish is is a a, perenni- a a typically competitive program, and I and we don't expect anything less from them this week. I think they're they're hungry for a win. Um, they they had to, they had a tough matchup week one, and, and a tough and a tough physical matchup last week against Eureka. I mean, they're uh, um, on film. They're uh, they're definitely a, a well coached team. I think they're developing what they want to do with their quarterback still, which is which is expected with new quarterbacks. Um, so we expect them to put the ball in the air a little bit. That's kind of what I think their talent plays to. Um, other than that, though, we, I mean, playing an open space um, between their passing game and, and their spread formations, um, defensively, we're looking to, to manage our, our one-on-one execution on the perimeter um, and, and take advantage of maybe some, some physical mismatches that we have on the inside. Um, and offensively, um, we see we see a team that that provide that's willing to provide pressure that has multiple different coverage sets that they like to use. Um, so we're we're talking to our quarterback about being disciplined in his reads and, and taking having our our offensive line in their front um, be disciplined in their pass pro uh, along with their blitz pickups on run execution. So lots of lots of good, different things. I mean, it's obvious for low coach team. So we're a, we're a gearing up for a, for a good game and a, definitely a. Definitely one that uh, that will help set the tone for the rest of the year for either program. Well, good to catch up with Josh McCrossin, head coach of the Corvallis Blue Devils. Corvallis down there in the heart of the Bitterroot, off to a 2-0 start in Class A, facing off against Whitefish on Friday. Coach, before we get you out of here, just anything else that you wanted to mention? Nope, I think uh, I just appreciate you guys having us on. And uh, um, if, there, if, if you're ever needing information about the football team or looking for schedules, rosters, and that information, be sure to check out or CorvallisFootball.com website. Well, very good, Coach. Good catching up with you. Like I said, good luck this weekend, and we'll keep in touch with you throughout the season, but thanks for your time today. Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having us, and go Blue. There you go. Thanks to Corvallis head coach Josh McCrossin, as well as Bozeman High head coach Levi Weshi for joining us here on Nuanez Now. Switching gears from prep football to one of the best FCS players, maybe the best FCS player in the country, South Dakota State's All-American running back Isaiah Davis joining us next with the Jackrabbits set to host Montana State in Brookings this week. First, we got to go to break. We'll be right back with Isaiah Davis, South Dakota State running back. You're listening to Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio. 
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Keeps the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. You're listening on ESPN 102.9 Missoula, or you're watching on SWX Montana Television or the ESPN MT app. I'm Andrew Houghton, filling in on the ins and outs here for Coulter Nuanez. Uh, he's headed down to St. George, Utah to watch the Montana Grizzlies play Utah Tech this week. Montana's other Division I college football team facing a stiff test. The Montana State Bobcats heading east to Brookings, South Dakota to play the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, defending national FCS champion number one in this young FCS season. Coulter caught up with the Jackrabbits All-American running back Isaiah Davis earlier this week. Well, time now to go across the sidelines where we profile various subjects that are taken on the two Division One football programs in the state of Montana. And the Montana State Bobcats, they have one of the top matchups in the FCS all season long here in Week 2. They travel to Brookings, South Dakota to take on number one ranked and defending national champion South Dakota State. Our guest now from South Dakota State, Isaiah Davis. He's a senior running back from Joplin, Missouri, uh, who's been a great player during his career there at SDSU. Isaiah, thanks for taking a minute, man. How's things? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Trying to take care of the body each week, but, you know, healthy, ready to go. Tell me about coming into this year. You guys have had such an awesome sort of arc and narrative to to your time there at at South Dakota State. I know you had the loss in Bozeman a couple years ago, but then you got back at it. And, uh, you know, after having the national run all the way to the national championship game, and then last year you make a run all the way to the championship game again, and you close the deal, you win it. So, um, what's these last couple of years been like? How have you guys been able to, to keep on building it and, and get over the top? What was it like being national champs last year? Uh, you know, the, the ride's definitely been fun. You know, a lot of ups and downs. Um, great players, you know, throughout the years. You know, but obviously, you know, getting out in every last year, it was definitely fun. Um, that that day was like no other. Just the, the cheer and celebration, you know, with all the guys, everyone happy. I think most importantly, too, just, you know, to get Coach D, you know, one for him. You know, that, that was important for us. But uh, definitely a good ride. Uh, definitely a good offseason. It's been a lot of fun. Um, ready to go, though. When you are coming off a national championship, but then you have so much returning. I mean, yourself, Mark Gronowski, the Yankee twins, you know, on and on and on. You guys have so many great players on offense, defense, and with Adam Bach, all these great players coming back that were key members of that national championship team. What What's the motivating factor? What, what keeps you hungry? 
I think, you know, definitely a new season. I think each year we just got to find our, find our edge and different ways that we can get better. Uh, like I said b- uh, before, uh, you know, we've been, we've been, you know, the hunter. I think this year, obviously, I've been number one. Um, we're being hunted. So I think just find our uh, competitive edge, you know, um, find ways to compete, you know, each and every day, uh, build in depth. And I feel like it comes with our leadership. And like you said, we got a lot of guys coming back. So, you know, how can we build into those young guys, those freshmen who are coming in? And I think already in the game one, you can see, you know, how um, great of a job they've done this year. So, you know, it's just find a competitive edge, you know, and keep finding ways to you know, get better each and every day. It's been fascinating for me as somebody that's covered sports sort of out of Montana for the last 17 years to see the rise of South Dakota State. I remember when I first saw the Jackrabbits in the 2009 playoffs uh, in Montana, at Montana in Missoula. I think that was the first uh, playoff appearance ever by SDSU, but I've got a chance to cover South Dakota State dozens of times since then because of uh, all the all the success there in the program. But the one thing that's been so consistent, South Dakota State always has great running backs, and you're the next in line of that. Is that something you knew about, just sort of the, the lineage and legacy of running backs there at South Dakota State when you were first making your decision to go there? Of course. You know, I've seen the success that the guys before me have had here. And all the regret. Great running backs, Josh Ronick, Zach Jenner, and then you know going to you know Mikey, Pierre Strong, and Sellers. So, but definitely you know being a great running back that came here and it made my job, you know, made my commitment here definitely a little bit easier. Isaiah Davis joining us here on Nuanas now. It's our across the sideline. He's a senior running back there at South Dakota State. Tell me about the guys up front. I think that so many people talk about yourself and the quarterback and the receivers and the tight ends and all the skill guys. But you guys have one of the best offensive lines in the country. How much does that help you, and how impressed are you with the guys that are up front blocking for you? Yeah, definitely. You know, all the credit that I give, I definitely deserve to give it to them. Uh, they do have a job, you know, each and every day. You should see our practice, you know, they're, they're busting their tails, doing indie, uh, indie work, and just coming to the team, you know, hungry and ready to go. So, you know, they always make my job easy. You know, the leadership they have up front is like, no I'm <clears throat> calling out, uh, just taking control of the O-line. Um, you know, I think they're even better people you know, as they are players. And I feel like that's what's so special about them. You know, they're always making jokes, um, cracking smiles. So, uh, definitely they make my job easy, and I give all the praise to them. You guys got off to a real fast start last week. I think up 42 nothing at halftime, and then you cruised to a win over Western Oregon in your opener. What do you take away from last week? What sort of things did you like? What sort of things do you think you guys need to improve on? Uh, I say just, you know, just things in the run game. It's some things that, you know, we had going in a pregame of slicks that we had. Um, I, I think we didn't get uh, too much in depth what, you know, what we got coming this season as far as plays, but we got, we got some good looks that we wanted, and I think that's going to carry over to this game. Well, let's talk about this game then. Montana State in town. You guys have a little rivalry going with the Cats. Play each other in the playoffs a couple times in a row. This will be the third time in 18 games that you guys have played uh, against one another. So your broad thoughts are, are some of your some of your uh, most vivid memories of the last couple times you played the Cats? Yeah, you know, this rivalry, this rivalry we got now definitely is fun. You know, the first time we played them, first time I played them, what didn't go how we wanted to. You know, last year it did. But, you know, that's what's fun. You know, we want to play games like this, you know, that four-quarter games that's going to come down to the last, uh, last couple minutes. But those games that we live for are fun, but definitely been up and down throughout the years. You know, they got us the first time, we got, we got them the second, but um, I'm ready to go for the Saturday. How would you describe just what Montana State does defensively? Um, I would say, you know, they're just a physical team. Uh, we know they're a physical team. They know we're a physical team. Uh, they got a good uh, D line up front, you know, with a solid back end. Um, we know what they have. We watch them on film, you know, watch them play Utah Tech, but um, we just know it's going to be a physical game. Uh, that's our big mindset going to this week. 
Well, it seems like you guys love that that style. I mean, would you say that that's something you guys really it helps you rise to the occasion? Yeah, most definitely. Like I said, you know, we know they're physical. Uh, they know we're physical. So, you know, I think it's come down Saturday. Who wants some more? Isaiah Davis here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Uh, last thing for you there, man. What do you think of the keys for you guys if you're going to come out with a win on Saturday? I think it starts in you know, preparation uh, this week. Um, we got a lot of stuff going in, offensively and defensively. Uh, I think the biggest thing is just uh, being locked in uh, during the walkthroughs, uh, the, the small things that people don't really think matter. Uh, I think that's going to come down to it. Uh, I think if we uh, go out there, uh, come out physical, we can execute on the little things, uh, you know, give, give sound leverage, uh, blocks, just looking the ball in, uh, do all those things right. So, you know, Saturday comes easier. I think we take care of business uh, during the week. Uh, Saturday will play out how we want it to. Wait for this game. It's going to be so fun to watch. And the best of luck with everything, man. You, you guys uh, you guys have got a great run going on. It's very fun to follow. So uh, keep it rolling. Thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Well, that man is going to be a problem for the Montana State Bobcats on Saturday in Brookings, South Dakota. South Dakota State's All-American running back Isaiah Davis, one of the better NFL prospects in the FCS, a leader for this year's Walter Payton Award, uh, the heart and soul of that grinding SDSU run attack. Kind enough to join us here on One Is Now as we look across the sidelines to Montana State's opponent on Saturday. You're listening to Nuan Is Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television in the ESPN MT app. Got to get out because we're coming back to finish up the first hour with Chris Chitovitsky, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team. Grizz about 10 minutes from kicking off against Colorado State at South Campus Stadium here. We caught up with Coach C to talk the Grizz last weekend when they smoked Utah Tech 4 to nothing, and then recorded the first win over a Power 5 team in Chris Chitovitsky's career as head coach, beating Oklahoma one nothing. Grizz Soccer, your chance to win a gift card from Camby Taphouse coming up right after the break. You're listening to Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for listening. Got to get right to it. I caught up with Grizz soccer coach Chris Chitovitsky earlier this week. Well, nobody hotter than the Montana Grizzlies soccer team. Grizz picked up two wins last week in Spokane including the first Power 5 win of Chris Chitovitsky's tenure as the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer program, beating Oklahoma 1-0 on Sunday. Chris Chitovitsky joins us for our weekly Grizz soccer segment here on Nuanez Now. It's 102.9 ESPN Radio. It's brought to you, as always, by Camby Taphouse. Two locations in the city, Camby Taphouse down there on South Higgins, right across from South Campus Stadium, the home of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team, as well as the new location in the Sawmill District. Go to either of those for great food, plenty of drinks. Call us right now. We've got two tickets for Montana's Sunday game this weekend against Georgia Southern, courtesy of Camby Taphouse, as well as a $25 gift card to Camby Taphouse. If you call us right now, caller number 2, you can go and pick up those tickets in that gift card there at the Camby Tap House on South Higgins. Go pick it up, have a drink, have some Camby fries, and then head right across 
to the game against Georgia Southern on Sunday. Chris Chitovitsky, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team, joining us after the Grizz moved to 5-0-1 last weekend. With two wins, they're taking on Colorado State and Georgia Southern at home this weekend. Chris, that was a lot of talking. Uh, thanks for coming in, man. Happy to be here, and once again, I'm starving because of all this can't be talk. So. Man, I was down there on Monday, actually. I had some Labor Day Camby fries. Good as always. So if you haven't tried Camby, hopefully you win that gift card and those Grizz soccer tickets so you can get down there and see what we're talking about. Chris, I just wanted to start with this. How are you feeling this week with you guys just being as hot as you are, picking up two more wins last week and two more really good wins? Yeah, feeling good. Um, and it was really important for us to have the conversation of a team as a team of, like, how do we continue thriving and performing in this environment. We would like this to be a normal setting for us um, and not have the anxiety of trying to protect wins, so to speak. So yesterday I threw my um, assistant coach, Ashley, in front of everybody, and I put a box of Cheerios in a hand, and I put some peanut butter in a hand, and then I put you know some chips in a hand. I ended up putting six items in her arms. And I just said, how well can Ashley move now? And everybody's like, well, she can't move very well at all because she's holding so many things. I said, that's exactly what it's like. If we hold on to these six results, and tense up because we're trying to protect them, like Gollum and Lord of the Rings, then we're not going to play well. So everything is going to be one day at a time, one item at a time. Pick it up, put it down, move on to the next one. And we went out and had one of the best training sessions I've seen us have yet to date with just such good energy, such positivity, and they are more than hungry to play against Colorado State and Georgia Southern in front of our fans again. So before we get to those two, let's talk just a little bit about last week. You were over there at Gonzaga, actually, in Spokane, which was hosting a little multi-team event. And although you guys did not play the hosts, two really good wins, two shutouts. Uh, you go and beat Utah Tech 4 to nothing. so uh, got on the score sheet a bunch in that game. And then against Oklahoma on Sunday, you get the goal, you make it stand up. What did you take specifically out of those two games? Uh, Utah Tech and Oklahoma both had, were excessively heavy on the press, so they just wanted to regain possession as soon as possible, uh, prevent us from playing, because as you can see through film, we can play well. Uh, so they thought, hey, if we take away the center backs, if we take away the outside backs, if we press the midfield, Montana should fall apart. Uh, and what I took out of it is, despite the fact that we had two very good teams who are known for how well they defend pressing us, we could still find ways to win the game. And as I said to him at halftime of Oklahoma, I said, this game will be won by our midfielders. If you continue breaking pressure on your own or through combination play, we can win this game and we can pull it off. And that's exactly what we did. And very impressed with just our ability to play against somebody who threw so much at us. Yeah, and we talked about a little bit about this earlier this week, but I was a little bit surprised. Your first win over a Power 5 team since you've become the Montana head coach the Montana Soccer Twitter account put out the video of the last couple of seconds of that game on the Twitter. It's a cool video. What were you feeling in those last couple seconds and in the immediate aftermath of, of getting that result and getting that accomplishment? First and foremost, let's just finish the game because I want to win. <laughs> so it was like, hurry up and just get, get this thing over with because they were applying a lot of pressure by the end of it. And so it was just making sure we could keep the ball for that last minute, not turn it over, not give them another chance. So... First and foremost, I was petrified out of my mind. Just close this thing out because we weren't doing a very good job with that. And then secondly, okay, finally, it's done. Um, high five, move on, and let's let's go. You know, I just most importantly wanted to get home. And because of the just lack of energy out there, just 
wanted to be back in Missoula playing in front of our fans, to be honest. And that's what Sky Thompson had mentioned to me and a bunch of the players of, we just miss being home playing in front. Once you have that experience with Ohio State, with 2,000 people almost here, um, it makes you want to come back and play in front of that again. So as much as we enjoyed the results and being on the road, we're just happy to be home. Chris, just to go back to the Oklahoma game for a second, a little bit different game state than what you guys have had because you guys have been so good for most of the season, getting up multiple goals and controlling games in the second half. Oklahoma was really the the first team to put you under a ton of pressure in the second half. They had a bunch of shots in the second half. So it's a little bit different for you guys having to, to defend a little bit more. And instead of going out and getting that second goal to put the game away, you had to defend a little bit more. What do you feel about the way that your team handled that? And then also, what does it say that you were able to do that and still come out with the one to nothing win? Yeah, we were very... I would say very composed and professional in the performance because knowing that they were going to throw whatever was left in the tank at us, it was, yeah, we make it predictable. So don't give them every option under the sun because we can't stop everything. So what do we want to give them? We'll send the ball out wide. We'll let them get crosses in the box. And then we know we've got a goalkeeper can come out and take those. And we work on our blocking shape, so to speak, often, which is if the second ball is dropped, how do you come out to take away as much of the goal as possible and, again, make it predictable. She only has that shot. That's the only one she's going to take. Ashlyn should know that in goal, and she should take care of business. So um, tried to make it as predictable as possible, but we did give the ball up in transition a few times, and we had a session on that as well, so I think we took away those moments well. There was one hiccup in the first half that I think they could have exposed us with, but besides that, even though they had the ball, we were still in control because we said, that's the chance we're going to give you, and we know how we're going to defend it. So it was going to come down to them all of a sudden somehow beating us to a ball or doing something special to get around us to score. And so, yeah, like I said, they, they could have all the opportunities, but we gave them those ones, and we were ready to defend them. And Chris Chitovitsky mentioned her, the redshirt freshman goalkeeper, Ashlyn Dvorak, keeping a shutout against Oklahoma, kept two shutouts. In fact, over the weekend, made five saves against Oklahoma in that game and was just named yesterday, I believe, the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Week. Ashlyn Dvorak's a name who you've heard about a little bit here on Nuanes now because uh, we've been telling you about her for a while because I've known this coaching staff has been really high on her, but she plays really well this weekend. Chris, what's it been like watching her develop over these first couple games of the season with her being thrown into the fire right to start the season? Yeah, um, last spring we played uh, Idaho State and BYU, and I remember her in those games because I know, again, Ashlyn from last fall, which is this extremely confident, very good goalkeeper, incredible shot stopper. And so you put her in those games against Idaho State and BYU, and she kind of hesitated, didn't come off the line as much, just wasn't being herself yet. And even in early games here, there was some confidence, but the true Ashlyn that I have seen in practice for over a year now finally came out against Oklahoma. I mean, they put in one cross in the box that was just lethal, came in at a great height with a ton of pace, and I could see her coming out for it, and I thought she was going to punch it, but her vertical, she has the highest vertical on the team, by the way, and she is the fastest kid on the team and one of the strongest. So she is quicker than Skylie Thompson. If you put them in a race side-by-side, Ashlyn is quicker. She's quicker off the mark than anybody else, too, over 10 yards, plus she can jump higher than everybody. The way she came out for that ball, the vertical that she got, and how just... She was so collected taking it out of the air and bringing it in. Like those moments just suffocate your opponents because they think, oh, yes, we're having a good chance. And the goalkeeper just extinguishes it immediately. I thought it was just, it was a stamp of authority in that moment that said, you can have all the crosses you want, but how on earth are you going to beat that kid? 
She's going to be a star of the Montana product in Ashland Dvorak. She won a state title her senior year at Billings West, came to Montana, sat for a year behind Camellia Zoo. Now Ashland Dvorak breaking into the starting lineup. She's got four shutouts in six games. She's only given up three goals in the six games. She racked up two shutouts last week. Was named the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Week for her efforts. So definitely one to keep an eye on. Chris Chitovitsky, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team, joining us for our weekly Grizz soccer update. It's brought to you by Camby Taphouse. And Chris, I guess that just leaves us with the two games this weekend. You're taking on Colorado State Thursday afternoon. Actually, you might be just starting this game as this bit is running on Nuanez now. And then you've got Georgia Southern on Sunday afternoon. What are your initial thoughts on those couple of games, those couple of teams coming to Missoula? Uh, I think they're both good teams. And scheduling them, I was hoping that maybe they would have a down year, but clearly not. <laughs> uh, I feel like Colorado State is the best team in the Mountain West right now uh, in terms of how they're playing and the results that they're getting. They're a lot better than they were last year, and we went to their place and tied 0-0, and I felt like we should have won that one. So we have elevated from last year. They have elevated from last year. They're undefeated. They're undefeated. I think it's a, it's a great battle between Big Sky and Mountain West. So really looking forward to that one. And then Georgia Southern, again, is just a good team, just like they were last year, too. And so they're going to keep performing well. They had a good result against Miami, beating them, who ended up tying Alabama, who was outrageously good last season. So, uh, yeah, it's two tough tests. Every time I feel like maybe we'll have a down week, it'll be a bit easier. Turns out that we just got to keep cooking in the kitchen because it's just as hot as it always was. Well, the Grizz soccer team certainly cooking right now, still undefeated through six games to start the season. Five wins and one draw with that draw coming against Ohio State. Head coach Chris Chitovitsky will join us every week on Nuanez now for an update on Grizz soccer. It's brought to you as always by Camby Taphouse. Again, one more time. Grizz taking on Colorado State on Thursday afternoon, Georgia Southern on Sunday afternoon at South Campus Stadium there right across from Camby's location on South Higgins. Chris, thanks for joining us. Good to talk to you as always. Let's do this again next week. Sounds good. Well, we'll do it then. Thanks to Chris Chitovitsky. Thanks as well to Camby Taphouse. No score so far in that Grizz soccer game against Colorado State, which just kicked off a couple minutes ago. We'll keep bringing you updates from that game, but right now we got to get out. First hour in the books. Second hour coming at you. We'll hear from Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports as well as Brooks Nuanez breaking down all of this week's NFL lines for the first week of the NFL season. You're listening to Nuanez now. We're back right after this. It's 102.9 ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 